What's up, everybody? It's your draft queens, Kate and Michelle, coming to you in the height of summer. Michelle, it's uh, we're halfway through July. Summer is raging and roaring, and you know what today is? What is today? Today, fifteenth. Today is July fifteenth when we're recording. Uh, it is also two weeks from when football starts happening again. Holy shit. Oh boy. We're two it's weeks out. For real. It's, it's for real. real. I cannot believe. And and this actually marks, you know, we're almost all the way through. We have this episode and I, I think two more episodes that are breaking down the rest of the NFL conferences. So uh That is true. We're really we're making some headway here. We're moving. We're moving and shaking. I can't believe it's halfway through the summer. It's been a very strange summer for the weather. I feel like oh my we've God. gotten like t- tons of rain but today it was really nice so i i don't know it's july 15th while we're recording this it is almost spring train spring training oh my god my brain's not even working i know i I got like all my sports mixed up but yes we are getting closer to football season which is exciting clearly i need to get my shit together because that means fantasy drafts are coming soon too and i'm i'm talking spring training so i I gotta get it together (laughs) i know it's uh training camp time just about but much like the weather in that it's been crazy and stormy and weird and muggy, like unpredictable. Similar to the weather, we are getting into the NFC North today, which, I mean, spoiler alert, I think it's going to be pretty unpredictable as well in a lot of ways. Uh, So it's very apropos this afternoon that we're talking about the NFC North today. Uh, It's just like this wonky summer we're having. It's really going to be crazy. It is. It is. Yeah, I'm, I'm stoked to, to jump through this after doing my, my research earlier today. There's definitely some wonkiness going on here. Um, so we're going we're gonna to definitely break down the NFC North with y'all today. And I have to ask, yes. before we do get into that, yeah. I just want to know, Kate, do you have one thing that you'd like to share with everyone before we do our breakdown? Yeah, I, I mean, of course I do. And actually, there I, I wrestled with this one for a long time because there's a lot of things oh, I wanted to talk about. I wanted to... Oh, yes. I wanted yes. to tell everybody about the squash that's growing on my roof and how the squirrels have been eating it. That's been like a big thing for today, but I'm not going to get into that thing. Because okay, I was going to say, you're about to break the rules. Don't don't <laughs> rattle off a whole bunch of things. Like That's, that's actually breaking the rules yes. of just one thing. Okay, so my just one thing... Uh, which is much more appropriate for draft queens than squirrels eating my squash blossoms on the roof. Okay. Yeah. Got it. Uh, My just one thing is this past week, uh, we watched the Home Run Derby, which was a lot of fun. And I wanted to... Oh, yeah. I wanted to talk about a couple of the players. Uh, I watched pretty much the whole thing. I was in and out, but I watched like the... Basically, uh, the... There are three rounds of the home run derby and you face off now i guess like there are eight people who participate there are a lot of rules in the home run derby they are somewhat confusing to me but there are a lot of rules i really thought you just got in there and hit as many home runs as you could hit that's what i thought remember back in the day when the home run derby was you get three outs and if you and then you're done yeah there was no like there were no bonuses and like extra oh, time bring, and rounds. You're bringing back mem- you're bringing back memories of like playing video games that have the home run derby in it. LOL. That's that's oh my where my God. brain is going to right now. But yes, I agree. it's there's a lot of rules, there's bonuses, there's extra time. I, I will just give you my quick two cents. 
That's too much for these guys. That's too much. You're kind of like screwing them up for the rest of the season by being like, why don't you stand in there for 25 minutes and swing the bat? Like, I think think they need to go back to like three outs, whoever hits the most, because these poor guys, some of them, they're they're like dying. You can't do this to them. I mean, call me a purist, a home run derby purist, (laughs) but uh, I do love the traditional format. The new format, yeah. this is this was my just one thing, is that the new format of the Home Run Derby is wild. It's absolutely yeah. wild. I don't know if anyone, I mean, I know you watched, I watched. For anyone who is listening who did not watch, there are about a thousand graphics on ESPN that yeah. are... Are they measuring the velocity of the ball? And there's a timer that's ticking down from a minute and you get as many swings as possible. And then you see like the degree angle that it's leaving the bat. We don't just get, I just want a video (laughs) with the number of home runs and where the ball is going from the bat to where it's landing. There is no other graphic that I want as part of my home run derby. Or I know I just was, I was, I was aghast. That's all I'll say. I, I would I would have to agree with you. I sort of felt the same way. I feel like an old lady when I say this. But yeah, you know, just go back to three outs. Put a little pressure on the guys. You know, they're getting... So, so they get a bonus if they hit it over a certain feet. I think it's if it's over like 450, maybe it's 500 feet. Like what, yeah. So now you're... You're forcing them to stay in there longer. You're forcing them to hit the ball further. I'm like, these poor guys, like the All-Star break is supposed to be a little bit of a break. It's not supposed to like screw you up for the rest of the season and like exhaust you. So I'm kind of with you. I mean, guess what? It's fun to watch these guys hit the ball. I, of course, my favorite part of the whole thing was an, an old and semi overweight Ken Griffey Jr. was lingering (laughs) on the field and doing some of the commentary. And he was like one of my favorites back in the day to watch, but I would agree as you're just one thing, love me a good home run derby, but let's just dial it back a little bit. Don't tucker these guys out. Just put on a little show and move yeah. on. And I will, my, my shout out for the home run derby there. There's three people. Uh, Otani, who is literally the, uh, that's the wildest story. The wildest I can't story. believe he's a pitcher and he hits home runs. Maybe it's crazy. We I, should do a drafts it. on drafts on, uh, Shohei Otani. He's like, we should, we won't get into it today, but stay tuned. We will do a drafts on drafts. About I like him. it. Um, Done. So best moments were between Shohei Otani and Juan Soto, who faced off in round one. Yes. And it was like a shootout. They had to redo it three times because they kept tying. And ultimately... Speaking of more... Speaking yeah. of having to stand in there and hit more it home like runs. like 20 yeah, never minutes ended. of batting, which is crazy. So those two were amazing. But ultimately, shout out to Pete Alonso and any Mets fans out there because he back ultimately uh, won the... Home- yeah, exactly. Back-to-back home run derbies. Hats off. Back to back. Hats right. off. I like that just one thing. Thanks. And with that said, I think we should do a little NFC North breakdown, everybody. Uh, NFC North. We've got some um we've got some interesting cats in this in this conference. We've got uh Oh boy. Oh, go pack go. We've got the Green Bay Packers, Chicago Bears, uh the Minnesota Vikings and the Detroit Lions. Now, before we get into each team, I, I really like the NFC North. This is always, for me, like, I mean, at least the Packers-Vikings. Uh, I love that little rivalry there. Yeah. And uh, the Bears kind of oscillate between being good and bad. Uh, I like this. I like the NFC North. It's a fun division. So 
I would, I don't know. I would, I think, I think there's like a good, there's a good amount of like rivalries in this division, which probably make it pretty, pretty fun to watch as, as we do, we'll take a look, you know, at the, the, the past season and, uh, and give you a quick breakdown there before we look forward. But, you know, the pack finished at the top 13 and three, pretty incredible season. Um, the bears right behind them, eight and eight. We love a good 500 season. Um, neither here nor there, I suppose. Uh, the Vikings finished at seven and nine and the Lions finished in last at five and 11. So I think it's always good for us to just kind of take a quick look back just to be reminded of what happened last year, because now we're going to take a look at everything that's been happening in the offseason and see if this is going to change the way that this uh, that this division breaks out this year. Well, with that in mind, let's let's start with the Lions, right? Like, let's start with the Lions, go from bottom up, essentially, um, Detroit Lions, one of the biggest off-season moves to be aware of. And this was all yep. over the headlines because people love Jared Goff. And, and this was early. This, this was like this was like one of the big early sort of transactions that that took place before they started just like rolling in like wildfire. This was one of the biggest ones that that dropped early in the uh, off-season. Yeah, and so that that brings us to Jared Goff now being the starting QB for the Lions and Matt Stafford is no longer. Um we'll see how that plays out for him Cotton. We'll get into it, but other notable exchanges I mean, I, waves. I still think Yeah. Did I I I mean I think that I think that the Lions made out on the better end of this deal, if I'm being honest. I, I, I think it was I think it was a big upgrade. I'm very surprised that the Rams parted ways with Goff. And I too. I don't see the upside in Stafford. Maybe I'm crazy. People can tell me I'm crazy, that's fine. But like I really think the Lions made out way better here. I think that the general public would tend to gr- disagree with us, but I completely agree. Good. Yeah. I like that. I like being on the other side of the coin. It's kind of fun. <laughs> uh, but I, I agree. I, I also, when I saw those headlines, I was like, wow, good for the Lions. And everyone was like, no, no, like the the Rams are getting Matt Stafford. And I was like, um, huh. I don't know if I agree with Matt Stafford I mean, being the better I win mean, of that trade. We're talking about a team that was 5-11 and 11 last year, a.k.a. the Lions. So, like, how good is Matt Stafford if they're finishing in last? What what am I missing here? Yeah. And the Rams were 10-6 and six last year, and I we'll agree. talk about the Rams at a later point. But, like, I know it's not all in the, you know, the win and the loss column, but still, that's a quarterback coming from a winning team and a quarterback coming from a losing team. So, I don't know. People can argue with me. I think, uh, I think the Lions made out way better here getting golf. Well, we'll have to see what the the synergy looks like between True. all these folks because uh, the the Lions waived Carryon Johnson. Uh, yep. They signed Darren Fells. They signed Jamal Williams, which is exciting. They signed Brashad Perriman. Um, so there's some stuff happening. I just I'd be curious if they actually if they glue together. I mean, it's a lot of new, like you said. You know, you're talking new quarterback, a new running back, a new wide receiver. They're, they're, they still have got DeAndre Swift in the backfield, um, but they don't really have um, any other, like, big, you know, wide receiver. Like, there, there wasn't a core here, so to speak. I think Matt Stafford was the quote-unquote core, and now he's gone. They're bringing in some other folks. So I feel like they're kind of all coming in on the same boat, which actually could be helpful because there's no one – 
there's no one or there's not many guys there that are like that core group and now there's just a new quarterback or something of that nature. So I don't know. I kind of feel like hopefully the glue, you know, sticks and all these guys are excited coming in and playing fresh and new together. I mean, I like Jamal Williams and DeAndre Swift in, in the backfield. I like Brashard Perryman, you know, getting some looks there. So, I, and I like Goff. So I don't know. I, I think they're they're coming in pretty – you know, look, they're coming into a team that was well under 500 last year, so you, your hope is that you can only go up. They mm-hmm. obviously, you know, feel good about, you know, getting rid of Stafford and, and getting Goff. So now you just got to hope, yeah, you're right, that they all kind of meld together and, and they're all kind of starting fresh and new. Could, yeah. be, could be a really good fresh start for the Lions. I think um, you make a good point, and it's worth mentioning too, just because I didn't realize this until right now, but – they also have Khalif Raymond, who came over from the Titans, who was a rookie last year and looked really, really good. Um, mm-hmm. So he's their slot wide receiver. And then TJ Hawkinson, still an amazing tight end. DeAndre Swift, still RB1. I mean, it's yep. it, there's uh, good things happening here for sure. And I think with Goff, I mean, Goff to me seems like a really solid leader. People really like the guy. So if he can glue all these disparate parts together and rebuild this team also last but certainly not least is there's a new head coach right didn't Patricia get fired yeah I was just gonna say so I was just looking at the coaching staff so you've got Dan Campbell now at the helm over there and so you know it's that's a lot of new that's a lot of new coming in this year and so that could mean they need some time to get used to each other or it could be everybody's chomping at the bit and everybody's starting from the same point and that's a really good place to be I agree. I agree. I'm feeling hopeful about the Lions, especially, yeah, it feels like good changes, not the scary bad changes that some teams are making. I'm excited for them. I'm excited for them. I feel like this could be, like I said, this is a, this could be a really good fresh, fresh start. A lot of new faces and uh, hopefully that brings some excitement to the team. Well, speaking of fresh faces and maybe some, uh, maybe some questionable moves in the off season. uh, Do you want (laughs) to talk about the bears a little bit? Yeah, so, I mean, here's the thing with the Bears. The biggest thing that everybody obviously is talking about, and we talked about this during the draft episode, is that they, you know, they they drafted and signed Justin Fields um, to a four-year contract um, as their as their QB. They do also still have Andy Dalton, LOL. I just laugh every time you and I talk about Andy Dalton because <laughs> I, I just can't help it. <sighs> I can't. Um, and they also, have, they, they also have Nick Foles. So, I mean, to me, that's like they're – you know, they went big on Justin Fields. They feel excited about that draft pick. It also shows me that they feel like they need some, you know, backups in there just just in case. Do I think either one of those backups is great? No. Um, but, you know, again, rookie. It's always a question mark with a rookie. It really is just always a question mark. How is he going to settle in? I will say this. The Bears also put their franchise tag on Allen Robinson from the wide receiver perspective. When you have someone like that on the team that's got experience, I think that really helps someone like a Justin Fields kind of get there and feel like he's got a solid target that he can trust. It makes him look better. It makes Allen Robinson look good. There's definitely some other folks there, you know, that have um, that seniority experience. Andy Dalton and Nick Foles being Two of those guys say what you will. If you think they're good, you don't think they're good. Fine. Andy Dalton. Again, I laugh, but these guys have a lot of experience under their belts and that's something that Justin Fields doesn't. So that might really play to his advantage to, to have some folks surrounding him that, that have just been in the league a lot longer than him. Yeah. I mean, when I'm looking at 
Dalton, Foles, and Fields as the three potential quarterbacks for the Bears, it just screams for me that this is a rebuild year. Like, we don't really know how this is going to go, so we've got two veteran quarterbacks and one, you know, fresh out of college rookie. Fresh out of, right, Um, right. Feels a lot to me like the Dolphins last year. Uh, and Tua with, uh, what's his head? Uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick. Fitzpatrick, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Feels a lot to me like that. Uh, if it's anything like the Dolphins season, it's not going to be a notable one. So I'm not feeling super great about the Bears this year. Yeah, I mean, look, the other thing that you got to remember is, you know, like I said, Allen Robinson, they're putting a lot of trust, you know, in him. So you got to hope that one of these guys can get the ball in his hands. The other notable name that we talked about a lot from fantasy last year um, was David Montgomery, you know, their RB1. And so, you know, if he continues on the path that he was on last year, he's super dangerous. He keeps, you know, people sort of uh, away from the quarterback a little bit because they're so worried about what he's going to do if he gets the ball in his hands. So, you know, that definitely helps. And then, you know, most of the time we talk about, you know, offense when we're talking about the teams, but let us not forget about defense, even though we yeah, often do. It's a good point. You know, the Bears are, are always hanging their hats on defense. You've got Khalil Mack. You've got some other strong guys back there. So maybe their offense is going to have to find their way with a rookie and or, you know, a vet, depending on, you know, how things kind of pan out. But you hope that your defense can really hold strong and keep you competitive. Yeah, I mean, Akeem Hicks coming from uh, New England, right? And uh, their their defense is always solid, so it's yeah, it goes for them. Uh, but personally, I will, like I, I said, will just say, uh, I don't know. I, prove I think, me wrong. That's all. Prove me wrong. We'll see what happens here. Um, also, Jimmy Graham. Should he just, maybe he should just retire. I, I mean, it seems to me they also, <laughs> they, sh- they he should retire. Uh, he had like a weird fantasy season last year. I feel like he was super hot and cold, kind of like Hayden Hurst-ish. Uh, but I think he he pretty much is should be done. I think he should be done. And they drafted a tight end, so this guy named Scooter Harrington. So uh, I guess maybe they have that in mind, but I would be... Uh, I would be fine I seeing know. Jimmy Graham, I loved, though. I loved some Jimmy Graham. I, I rolled I the dice the on him a few times. It definitely did not go well for me. I like this Cole Komet kid that's over <laughs> there. So, yeah, we'll we'll see what happens in the tight end position over there. Maybe some uh, maybe someone new will step up uh, this year for, for the Bears. But we'll definitely be interesting. Um, you know, this Justin Fields kid, everybody was talking about it, um, you know, during the draft. So let's see what happens. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, well, let's let's keep going because I think uh, speaking of stepping up, it's going to be a similar story for the Minnesota Vikings this year. Who really, I mean, in in some capacity, really stepped up last year, uh, and we'll have to see if they can do it again this year. I, I'm not quite sure what to expect with your boy Kirk Cousins. That that's sort of where my head is at. It's like I definitely love Kirk, but I just wondered, like, does he still got it? You know what I mean? The 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 thing. Yeah. I just like, does he still have it? And you know, like, I I don't know. The jury's out for me on that. Obviously, Justin Jefferson had a amazing amazing season last year. I think you'll continue to see great things from him. Which again, when you have someone like that on your team that could catch the ball, it certainly helps you out as a quarterback. I just. 
yeah, the, the wild card for me on the Vikings this year, there really wasn't a ton, a ton of offseason moves. Um, we talked a lot about Justin Jefferson last year. I think he's going to be huge again to watch this year. You look at, you know, Irv Smith Jr. in the tight end position, notable Kyle Rudolph waved no longer on the team. He was sort of a staple over there. To me, that was probably one of their bigger, you know, offseason moves. You've got the one and only Dalvin Cook, unstoppable if he stays healthy. So not a lot has changed for the Vikings in the offseason. You hope that they can at least improve to 500 with some of those names that that we're talking about. But Kirk Cousins is a big question mark for me, truly. Yeah, um, uh, me too. I mean, when you look when you look at the team, when you're when you're looking at how strong the receiving core and their running back core is, it's really scary, right? It's like, how yeah. do you fuck this up with Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, Dalvin Cook, and Irv Smith Jr.? How right. do you fuck that up as like right. a starting four? They the only way it's almost like it's theirs to lose you know yeah. uh that is that's that's my feeling on it like if they can't improve beyond last year then then i then we got to take a look at the coaching staff and right, we got to right. rethink who our starting quarterback is because really that's that's a tough one to mess up and, and you've got a team you know like the lions who we talked about that arguably should be a bit more competitive you know, this year. So that poses a bit of a threat, you know, to, to the Vikings, the bears, maybe, maybe aren't as competitive TBD, like that'll, that'll remain to be seen. But yeah, I mean, you know, you're those guys you listed, listed off are all amazing names and big fantasy players, but you're still finishing seven and nine. So, you know, you gotta, you gotta find a way to, to make, you know, everything, everything click over there. But I personally am very excited to watch, you know, Justin Jefferson flourish uh, this season. I think he'll be a really exciting one to watch. Yeah, this will be a firecracker of a team. That yeah. that is for sure. That I'm really excited about. But uh, you know, the it's theirs to lose. I think that's my like one big feeling on the Vikings yep. this year. Yep, I can agree with that. I can definitely agree with that. And now on to the pack. So I feel like it's appropriate <laughs> that we put this last because this one has me absolutely salivating. I mean, I am so excited to see what happens with the Packers this year. This is like the hottest goss on the street. This is the team that everyone is watching because we have no idea how next year is going to start. Like, I mean, say season, not next year. Oh, my God. (laughs) But is Aaron Rodgers the starting quarterback? Like, is he? Because I I don't feel like there's a solid answer. I think the entire, the I mean... We talked about it on Wednesday's episode for Drafts on Drafts. Uh, and we've seen, we have seen, we talk about Aaron Rodgers like every single regular season of this podcast episode because <laughs> the man is a fucking enigma. He has been hosting Jeopardy. He's been golfing with Tom Brady in the match and Phil Mickelson and Bryson DeChambeau. Uh, he is engaged, He's engaged. to an actress. Feels like I mean, his head is everywhere and anywhere except in football mode. And I guess that's like kind of what the offseason is for. But I'm just like, is he, what's happening? <laughs> I'm just, I'm also wondering what's happening. And can somebody check on Aaron Rodgers? Like, is our boy okay? I'm, uh, <laughs> usually it's a joke that I'm making, but... I don't think I'm joking right now. I think I'm very concerned for Aaron Rodgers. And if he does not, he's okay. 
he's coming back for the season, though. I don't think we can talk about the Packers without having a yes or a no on Aaron Rodgers because if their starting quarterback is Blake Bortles, who just got signed, LOL. I'm not watching. I'm I not mean, watching. I'm unsubscribing nobody, from the nobody's NFC North. Gonna, nobody's watching, but, like, that signing just was like, a, oh, okay. Like, because other than that, if Aaron Rodgers doesn't come back, who's throwing the ball? I don't know. It, this one, look, I think, like, I'm probably being dramatic about it, and I want to play out all the scenario where he doesn't come back because I just think Me it's too. funny well, and interesting. And, and, like, where does he go? Like, what happens? Like, I, there's so many interesting things that could happen. So that's why, like, I want it to go that direction because it's just entertaining. However, I think at the end of the day, like, he's been doing his own thing in his personal life. He'll come back and play here. He's still got his number one you know, uh, wide receiver. He's still got his number one running back. Like, he's a Packer through and through. So I do think he'll come back. I just think this whole, like, suspense is so Aaron Rodgers, and it's driving me crazy. It's so awesome, though. I mean, he's got <laughs> – so uh, by the time this episode comes out, it'll be the 16th of July. He's got about a week and a half, two weeks, to, to report to camp. Packer training camp. Right. right, like July twenty seventh. That's that's when we'll know. We will know in two weeks' time if he She's has reported wild. to training camp or not, or I'm if he's playing know. in the NFL this year. I don't know, but I think you're right. I mean, as much as I want to hype it up, and oh my god, though, if he didn't come back, I would just like <laughs> I would lose it. I would lose it. Oh my goodness. I mean, it's a great cliffhanger. Look, he he is the he is the interesting offseason question mark right now because it's not official. Aaron Jones is back, Devontae Adams is back, Alan Lazard, they added Funches to the mix. They've got MBS. Oh my god. They, we talked about Tanyan last year, you know, I want to see if he's real deal Robert in the Tanyan. tight end position this year. So, look, again, not a, a team that hasn't had a ton, you know, sort of change up in the offseason. The big, you know, the big anomaly and the big question mark is, you know, what goes on with uh, with Rogers. So I guess... He's got to do it. I mean, you know? now I mean, as you're listing this off, like, can you... I mean, Aaron Rodgers would be a big dumb idiot to not come back to this team. <laughs> now that dumb, I'm saying... Now that you're saying idiot. this out loud. You, you heard it here first, everybody. A big <laughs> dumb idiot. And we like Matt LaFleur. Great head coach. We like we Matt. We love Matt LaFleur. So, except you know, go for the touchdown, you big except, dumb idiot theme of today you big dumb idiot figure it out a lot of beady eyes on that team as much as i uh as much as i love the packers all right well shifting from big dumb idiots because maybe we're gonna look like big dumb idiots after we predict how we think they're gonna finish who knows no crystal ball but kate after going through the offseason moves the ups the downs the winding roads how do we think that this division shakes out this year where do you want to start my question, the only thing I have to ask before we can rank them is, are we considering Aaron Rodgers in or out? I'm considering him in. I am considering him in, too. If that's the case... If he's out, we, then they finish in last place. If he's out, then who is throwing the rock around? I don't right. really I don't care if you have Devontae. I don't care if you have Devontae Jordan Adams. Love. Yeah, I'm with you. If here, Bold prediction. If Aaron Rodgers is not a Packer, they finish in last. Okay, I don't agree with that, but I I think Andy Dalton, despite any efforts he has, will finish in last. My my money is on if Aaron Rodgers is in or out, the Bears will still come in last. <laughs> okay, okay, all right, there you have it, everybody. The Bears 
in fourth, I think I could probably... For me. For me. No, I think I could agree with you, unless... Unless... Aaron Rodgers doesn't come Unless back. I'm putting it. He will I'm come put, back. He I'm has writing to come this back. down. I have to write it down because if not, then we can never go back and see if we did this right or not. Yeah, write it down, or it never happened. I I'm surprised that I thought I would get some pushback there with. Uh, I thought you may say the Lions would be the worst in the league. No, I because I really I'm bullish on golf being there. I'm bullish on new head coach. I'm I, I'm I'm bullish on what they can do. Look. He had a, he had a great season, you know, in LA last year, and I I just I think it I think he could have similar success. So that's why I don't put them in last. I don't put them in first either. You know, I'm putting them I'm putting them in third. Let's not get like too excited here. I think they're going to improve from where they were last year. Um, but I I don't think an Aaron Rodgers led Green Bay Packers is going to fall to the Lions. And knowing the guys imagine? that right, and knowing the guys that we listed off, you know, for the Vikings, they're a really strong team as long as Kirk can be Kirk. And so I don't, I, I don't see them going. They don't have the weapons mm-hmm. in Detroit that would lead me to believe that they could beat out the Vikings or the Packers at the end of the, at the end of the day here. So, you know, man, yeah. So I, I'm I'm going Lions in third, and then I guess that means I'm going Vikings in second and, and Packers in first if if, yeah. if Aaron's back. Uh that's the correct order. That's the one that was in that's my head. That's the correct order. That is exactly if Aaron is back, Packers first, Vikings second, Lions third, and the Bears holding up the rear. But uh hopefully having a great defense. But you can't score uh well you can, but you can't score on defense most of the time. So Right. I I think I think it'll be a little bit more competitive. I like seeing uh the Lions making some moves that I think, you know, makes Me it too. a little bit a little bit more interesting. And the only thing that could be more interesting is if Aaron Rodgers goes somewhere else. But here mm. it is, if he doesn't, pack finishing one, Vikings two, Lions three, Bears in the caboose at number four. Go pack go. Yeah. I think this is I think this was the correct analysis, Michelle. Uh this was a fun one as always. I think the Packers, Vikings, and Lions could be some semblance of competitive, like Lions, Vikings especially, but I think our our Packers in the front and Bears in the caboose are uh that's that that to me is pretty All right. Well pretty there you have in. it. There is your Draft Queens breakdown of the NFC North for uh this upcoming season. Now, if you are listening to this show with Michelle and I, as we gab away for half an hour every week, just as a friendly reminder, if you're already in our podcast feed, uh, if you could, oh my gosh, sorry, my cat is looking in the mirror behind me. Wow. This is oh, that is, that uh, is a gem. If, I oh wish we had a YouTube God, that channel. Was a gem. Kate's <laughs> trying to do the outro and literally Toby is pause up looking in the mirror that was brilliant oh my god sorry continue your outro <laughs> oh i don't even remember what i was saying but i'll just try and piece together the my melty brain from my cute ass cat looking oh at himself goodness. in the mirror um <laughs> i don't remember what no, i was saying just, i forgot your standard outro what was I hopefully saying? everybody's listening to us if you are i think you usually say something like go Go slam us with five stars. I think you say something very, very aggressive, to be honest. Smash us. Smash Smash. us with five stars. Wherever you're listening to us, (laughs) in your earballs. This is my best Kate impression. I think I'm doing pretty good. And you know what? We'll be back next week with another breakdown for the NFC.
Uh, that was the best outro that we've ever done. Uh, and what I was going to say is if you are in our feeds and you're following us, whether it's on social media or you're in our podcast feed, remember, we have a new segment that launches every Wednesday at 8 a.m. It's called Drafts on Drafts. Michelle and I have a beer, not in the morning, but in the evening. When <laughs> or we do record. we have it in we the morning? We have a beer and we talk about, <laughs> or do we have it in the morning? Uh, this coming week, we're going to be talking Olympics. So tune in uh, next Wednesday at 8 a.m. That is the 21st. And uh, we're talking Olympics because opening ceremony is on Friday the 23rd. So we're going to tell you who's who, who to watch out for, who didn't make the team, who is playing, who's not playing. Uh, just the hits. Nothing but the hits for the Olympics this year. 